Hello everyone, Michael here with just a quick introduction. This is going to be episode two of two for our The Sample Adventures playthrough of the Masters of Umdar setting for Fate or Fate Accelerated. Uh, for this episode, we had Devin from the old Sharkbone podcast as our GM and myself and Chris as players. I was playing Rick Barkton, which is a sort of dog dinosaur hybrid who's muscular with claws and he's very much like man of man at arms meets beast man from the he-man cartoon and chris was playing tad the radiant who was a frog cytar so a cyborg cytar with like frog legs uh very much like an orco vibe again from he-man so in this playthrough um Tad and I are on a quest to track down my missing son, but along the way, we're also trying to get a hold of some magical weapons ahead of Kajisaw, who's a, again, kind of like an evil in analog, an analog, I would say. And the first episode, we got on the trail. We sort of got some information from one of Kajisaw's lieutenants, stole their giggle cycle and made our way into the Psycho Jungle, looking for uh, the Temple of the Twin Suns. And this episode picks up right after we had our first real combat, where Tad and Rick had to fight off some very hungry wolves, but they were also like cyborg wolves with uh, muzzles, like gun-firing muzzle tails. It's a whole thing. But yeah, basically that's where you are at in case you missed the first episode. So with that out of the way, on to the show. So that ends the combat. The uh, the wolf, the other wolf, is still held down to the ground from all the vines, uh, and it's looking at you, and its eyes are scared, um, and its tail is kind of thrashing back and forth. Uh, but eventually, the vines will kind of loosen their grip and just go back to being normal plants, and it'll squirm its way out and take off, leaving. All right. Yeah, I don't think we have any reason not to do that. Mm -mm. It's weird. These must be resistant to that. Resistant thing we had on us. Yeah, the repellent. Yep. Repellent, yeah. They're resistant to it. Or they're so hungry that they overcame the repellent. Yeah. That's been it. It you've looked done. really hungry to me. Yeah, you've done that before. I have. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I do want to check out this pillar now. Okay. So while we're recuperating, I'm going to get a little closer. I'm going to try to get close enough so I can read it without touching sure. it. Uh, and as you kind of stumble forward, you have a, a you have a chance to take a breather, just catch your breath a little bit, and all the stress you took will shake out. It'll, it'll just go away. Okay. You didn't take any consequences, so nothing sticks around. And you get closer to the pillar, and you can see, as you get closer, it actually is like the same color of stone, and it has the grain of stone, um, but it has kind of a shimmering effect that happens underneath. So maybe the stone is some kind of facade covering maybe an artifact. Uh, and as mm. you look at the writing, you can see that it is that ancient, ancient writing that is on Demiurge artifacts sometimes. Although maybe you don't know how to read this. I don't know. You want to give me a clever roll and see if you do? Sure. Difficulty is going to be four. Okay. That's no problem. I just got to get four pluses on my die. It's possible. Hey, Tad, can you read this? <laughs> sure, sure. Yep, yep. I'll come It's look. got a little symbol that looks like this, and then there's another symbol underneath that kind of looks like this, and there's one that looks like a fish swimming. I'm just trying to describe it to him. I assume eventually Tad will just walk up and read it because I'm, my descriptions are so bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. You said you needed four uh, successes, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I got. So seven. <laughs> so you succeeded with style. Uh, yeah. So it um, is actually kind of like a milepost marker. Uh, and hmm. it's giving you the direction to the Temple of the Twin Suns, although it calls it something different. Uh, it, uh, although translated, it's kind of Temple hmm. of the Twin Suns. Um, but in Demiurge okay. language, it's something like um, uh, Temple of the uh, Two Hearts of Fire. Uh, and it points you right in the direction you were going already. Um, but then it also gives nice. you a, a schematic of the temple, a description of, of what it looks like on the inside. Uh, so we'll go ahead and create an aspect that says, you know, the internal layout of the temple. All right. So uh, this is mile marker 12. We have just a little bit further to go. Uh, and right here, this thing here, yeah, that actually shows you the layout. So we need to go here, then here, then there, and then over here, then down here. But don't go here. And definitely don't go up there, but then go over here, and then we have to just slide down here. It's all Greek to me. Yep. <laughs> What's Greek? Uh, so. All right. And you uh, walk into the jungle on the other side of this clearing, following your direction. Uh, and then the scene cuts, and immediately you're walking out of the jungle again. Uh, and in front of you is a giant overgrown temple. And it kind of sits in a depression um, right in front of you. Uh, in front of you is kind of a cliff. Oh, no, I know that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. I feel you. I found it. I found it. It's right there. Right there. Found it. Great, Ted. Thank you so much. Good job. You're welcome. Ruffle his head. Love you, buddy. You're, uh, the, the flesh on your fingers squeaks as it runs over the uh, polished <laughs> metal of his dome. Ear, ear, ear. He likes to keep himself squeaky so, uh, clean all the time. Uh, right in front of you, the um, the jungle floor just ends and dives down deep into the the depression where this temple is, uh, and the it kind of looks like the land and the jungle grew up around where this temple was, and for some reason, not even the the rising ground or stones or anything rolled into the temple grounds. The temple grounds were somehow protected. Uh, and you look down and the sun is actually streaming from the opening above because, you know, there are no trees growing there. So the branches only reach so far out and the sun is streaming down and kind of providing this bright area of sunlight uh, on the temple. And you don't see anybody down there at all. Huh. I think we got here first. You you have the map. Lead the way, Ted. Or if you tell me, I'll go first. But, uh, you know, I don't make sure I, I don't step on the, the thing that will, like, you know, set off the trap. Yep. Let's go this way. Okay. And Tad will lead us based on the layout that he got on the mile All marker right. down where we so need to go. So you know where you need to enter. Um, but first we got to get down into the depressed area. Um Oof. So just put yourself in that mental headspace, you know, allow yourself to be brought down. <laughs> or you could just tie a rope to a tree and rappel down. That, that would yeah, work too. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. I'll have like a harness on my hip, like a D ring and I'll, you know, and then I'll do like the Australian frontwards rappel. Okay. Cause it looks cool. Just cooler. run down the side. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. You get down there, and uh, it the feeling of the air changes down here. Uh, whereas up above, there was a feeling of life. Even though life wanted to kill you, uh, there was a feeling of life and noises <laughs> and and the, the breezes and everything. Down here, like even the very air changed. There's less humidity, uh, and it, uh, uh, it feels a little stale. Um, but you're able to walk towards the temple without any questions, without any problems. And uh, there is a very long, very shallow staircase that walks up to the entrance. Uh, and the entrance has... Uh, All right, I'll run belay for okay. Tad just to make sure. You know, yeah. He's okay. You both get down, no problem. Uh, and the, the massive wooden doors uh, are hard like stone, but they're grained like wood. Uh, and they swing open silently uh, and with ease. Like, even though this place looks old, it is in pristine condition, which it's a Demiurge artifact. Is this so, normal for these Demiurge artifact yes. locations? Or is this unusual? Yeah, that's, okay. that's pretty normal. Uh, it's marvelous technology that was left behind. So, Which is actually more creepy than if it, like, creaked open. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right, so uh, inside the, the main door, um, there is a different colored stone on the floor that kind of looks like, you know, red carpet leading in. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, give me give me a careful roll, I think. Both of yes. us? Okay. Oh. Unless you're not being careful. Oh, no, no. Um, is there light inside? Uh, yes, there's a, a little bit of uh, dim light coming in through the ceiling somehow. I got a three. Okay. I have a zero. All right. Uh, so Tad is being careful, and any slight crack or uh, odd-looking spot on the floor, you're kind of dodging it, uh, wary of pressure triggers, that kind of thing. Uh, Rick gets distracted. Uh, by looking over at a statue that looks a lot like him. That's weird. It's strange that there was someone click underneath his fi- foot. Yeah. Uh, and then there is a rumble. And then um, walls slam down uh, around you. And then water starts to flow in. And you're in a, you're in a fairly large place. Like it's probably 30 foot square around mm-hmm. you but it's starting to fill up with water okay i am going to try to uh punch my way <laughs> through this uh you okay. know claw wolverine style um again i can go through any obstacles an aspect force was my best thing so yeah i i think this is a punching obstacle okay all right uh this is here we go um, forceful, you said? Okay. Yep. All right. There are a couple of uh, situation aspects here. Expert craftsmanship, okay. because uh-huh. it's Demiurge craftsmanship, and then panic builds. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, your difficulty for forcefully breaking your way out of here is five. I failed. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm not making a dent, Tad. I see that. Tad is looking around and trying to figure out where the water is coming from. 
and then he's going to try to see if there's a way he can jam something in there to keep the water from continuing to flow. Okay. Uh, it is uh, coming up from the, the edges where the stone meets the floor. Uh, and as you're looking, you see in a small band around the base, there are some faintly glowing glyphs. Okay. So trying to read the glyphs, maybe there's a pattern that Tad can push that will shut okay. this off. Uh, and you're rolling clever? clever. Uh, difficulty yep. three. All right. I got a five. Fantastic. All right. Uh, so you kind of look at the glyphs and you think that there is a, a certain order you could press them in that maybe would raise these walls and let the water flow away. Ted's, uh, uh, Rick, uh, you press that one, I press this one, uh, and then, oh, then you press that one next, and then I'll press this one, and it should work. Okay. All right, Rick, you're doing that. Pressing fingers. Doop, doop. How, yep. I'm following instructions. How are you approaching it? Which approach are you using? Careful. Okay. Because I want to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Sounds great. Make your roll. Difficulty of one. I got a one. Okay. Do you want to try for success with style by getting three above the difficulty? Sure. So I will invoke... Um... Now, could you... The aspect that I created of layout of the temple, could you use that one? Yeah. Maybe there was some... Okay. Yeah, I think so. That was my last fate point. Um, um, actually, you have a free invoke on it. Oh, okay. So and That's boom. not my last... Okay, so yeah, so I will use that, get us to three. Yep. Um, this matches. To succeed with style. Oh, okay. So then I would have to use the fate point to do. Well, you have that right on the dot that we have two on that as well. Could would it you work use that here, one? though? Uh, I don't think it would, and that one's probably gone because okay. we're already here. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Gotcha. I didn't realize they went away. I understand now. So could I actually use the um, the craftsmanship of the uh, the trap itself because it is so well constructed that once we figure out what, what to do, it's almost like simple. Of course. Like, oh, yes, yeah. clear. Okay. I like that. Okay. So, yeah. Boom. All right. All right. So, so then, yeah. Yay. Boop, 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 boom. And that last tone just kind of reverberates throughout the whole temple and then the... So it was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. A, B, select, start. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And then um, the water kind of just descends into the floor. Um, it's really strange because it's it's non-porous stone, but the water came up from it, and the water came went down through it. And man, the demiurge was was wonderful. It's crazy. <laughs> Wonder why they left. Weird. Right. It's weird. Hmm. Have you met some of us? <laughs> true. True. <laughs> we are awful. Uh, and. Um, as you stumble out, uh, you know, sloshing and get, knocking water out of your boots and maybe taking your socks off and wringing them out, uh, there is a glint at the end of the hall that catches your eye. And the camera pans and follows the um, kind of the red carpet colored stone and then pans up. And there is a large pedestal that kind of sweeps and flows around uh, almost as if it were sculpted. And on top of that, uh, kind of floating and rotating is a sword. And um, there 
is kind of like when the blade turns, it has a shimmering rainbow effect up the blade until it reaches the top, when then it gleams with a brilliant light, uh, and then it, the sword rotates again until it happens again. And hopefully, that's the uh, that's the sword you came here for. Unless it's a fake. We'll have to, to check that. Um, Who would do that? Yeah. Who would ever think of a fake? Well, if you can do it now, let's just make sure we take the right one this time. Mm. But I've already set off a trap, so despite my uh, desire to get a hold of this blade before anyone else, I'm going to let Tad continue to lead. Okay. Yes, you should step where I step. My feet are too big. I did technically step where you step. My foot's way bigger than yours. Walk on your toes. That's hard to do. <laughs> Heels, maybe? That's and so get some, Okay. I need to get some of those shoes. Uh, they're like peg shoes, so they my whole foot, but they, yeah. I think those are called high heels. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say more of like a center peg, you know what I mean, yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tadpole, as carefully as you can, walk up there and inspect the area and make sure that there's no more traps, sure. and then try to inspect the sword to see if that's the okay. one we're looking for. Uh, give me a roll looking for traps. Uh, what approach are you using? Uh, I think I'll use clever because okay. Tad likes to do practical jokes, so he knows what he would do to trip. To Perfect. Trip somebody right. up. Uh, plus two difficulty. Well, that'll give me a three total because I washed on the dice. Okay, that is a success. Uh, there are no traps on the pedestal, and then you want to inspect the blade. Yes. Same roll. Uh, make it a different approach. How, how do you? approach it with a different approach okay uh i think this time I, i'm gonna be carefully inspecting okay. it to look and see if i can notice if there's any runes or glyphs on the blade you know that blatantly say what it is perfect well that's a one total. okay so not quite as good. that's a success uh, this is very obviously an actual star blade hmm. tad just turns his head slowly and looks at rick well, this is it, but I think this is just too easy. It feels wrong, but maybe we have just conditioned yeah. ourselves to be pessimists, and we should be optimists here. And I'm going to reach up and take the blade. Children sitting in front of their TVs worldwide cheer out, Yay! <laughs> Rick reaches out, grabs the blade, lifts it above his head, and the sunlight hits it just right, and it's like a pillar of sunlight envelops Rick, uh, and a choir sings out, and I go, I have the Starblade, <laughs> <laughs> and the camera whirls around you, yeah. and you end up wearing a, a, a fur loincloth or something. Um, the you instinctively know the name of the blade. Uh, it is called Oriax, the Fear Sun. Uh, and you know that uh, once per scene, you could call out the name of the weapon uh, when you're doing something fast or um, in a flashy manner. And that releases a mental attack against one enemy in sight who cannot add an approach to their defense roll. Oh, okay. That's fun. That's pretty BA. Mm -hmm. All right. So... We wanted to get this before Gaiji saw, mm -hmm. 
But beyond that, we didn't have a lot of emphasis or, uh, you know, obviously I didn't see any signs of my son. So I, I think we're done, right? Is, or do we, is there a reason to keep exploring for additional technology from the bygone age? Or There's should we just try to leave and see what happens? To find more artifacts. Okay. Well, then I would say I'll leave it up to Tad. Do you want to keep exploring in this place? Yeah, I think we should. I think that uh, there's got to be more to this than just the sword, because people have been here before, so why won't they just take the sword? Maybe they weren't optimists. <laughs> it's on glass half full kind of people. Maybe. All right. So uh, Tad's going to keep looking around for other sure. stuff. Uh, how do you approach that? Right now, he's he's very nervous, so he's very carefully looking around. Okay. He's convinced that something else is going to pop up at any minute. Sure. Give me, uh, give me a roll. Well, I washed on the dice again, so two. Okay. Uh, so you find a um, a little cylinder uh, that is just matte black. Like it looks like it should be shiny, like a mirror, but it doesn't seem to be reflecting any light at all. And it feels cold to the touch. Not sure what it does, but it's definitely demiurge. And we've never encountered anything like this before in our travels. No, not not like this one. Well, did you want to look again this. too, Rick? I'll like shake it. Is it a like a magic eight ball? Like I'll give it a good <laughs> shake and see what happens. Uh, what uh, do you say anything when you shake it, or think anything? I'll ask okay. it a question. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask it a question. <laughs> I'll wonder if my son has been here. Okay. And you shake it, and, and shake as it. you shake it. Uh, you hear kind of, it sounds like sand being shaken in, in a, in a gourd or something like that. And then, um, with each shake, uh, uh, an image seems to form in front of you. Uh, and at first it's, it's very grainy. Um, and you really can't tell details, but the more you shake it, the more the image, um, starts to take shape in front of you like more grains of sand or and are added to the image uh, and you see a figure uh, kind of walk up to the uh, the pedestal and kind of look around and then look in a direction and wave at someone and walk off that way and as the image replays and more bits of sand are added to it you can tell that it is Rick's son. Ooh. But we can't see who they're waving to? Mm-mm. Can we see which direction that was? Like, could we then go that same direction? Well, I mean, he was just within the temple and waved at okay. someone and walked walked towards whoever he waved at. Okay. So he was here. He was here. But didn't take the sword. Nope. Interesting. It is interesting. Hmm. But I don't want KG Saw to have it, so we're keeping it. Right. All right. Interesting. Um, Tad, do you want to try the magic shaky stick and think of something different? Sure. All right. Tad, Tad will grab the <laughs> cylinder and You've been training for this your whole life, it. son. <laughs> yeah, shake it as fast as he can. Uh, and he's going to try to, you know, he thinks to himself, I wonder where Caddysaw is. Caddysaw? Okay. Yeah. He's shaking the cylinder as fast as he can. Okay. And, um an image uh, forms in front of you with like individual dots of sand. Uh, and at first it looks like an image of a giant building. Uh, and then the more you shake it, the more details get added to it. And then you recognize it. 
It's the front of the Temple of Twin Suns, and there's Kajisa standing uh, at the foot of the shallow stairway that leads up to the front door. Uh, Ted gets done and looks over at Rick and goes, Well, want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> Start with the good news. She's still beautiful. <laughs> bad news? She's here. Okay. I mean, that doesn't have to be bad. So I think we should try to find a back door. All right, you have the layout of the temple. So is there a, another way for us to go out of here or hide? Or can we act purposefully activate a trap on her? Uh, I am going to compel the aspect okay. uh, of the plans for the temple, since this is detrimental mm -hmm. to the two of you. So each of you will get a fate point that there is Yay. no back door. There's only the front entrance. I think the temple of the twin sons would have a back door. Come on. Shoddy. Or Sh two shoddy doors. Yeah, at exactly. At least two one doors. for each yeah, son. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they were buried. Uh, Unless, yeah, or they didn't like their second son. Anyways, um, what do you want to do now? Uh, we have to go that way to get out, or we make a new door. We could try to make a new door. I do have this sun blade, uh, or shard blade. What if we hide, and maybe when they see it's missing, they'll just leave. There's no one here but us chickens. <laughs> I mean, I could hide well, but we've seen you hide. I don't know. Let's just as just you stand optimist. there, yeah, trying to figure debating. out what to do. Uh, you hear a raspy voice call out from uh, from the front door. Rick, Ted, I know you're in there. Come out now. There's no one in here but those chickens. Then you will taste wonderful after I roast you on my fire. I feel like that doesn't mean what I want it to mean. <laughs> no, I don't think so. We already have the blade. You're outmatched. Leave now. And you're outnumbered. Give me the blade and I will allow you to leave with your lives. I don't give you the blade, and you let us leave with our lives. See, son, this is negotiation. That's not the deal. I'm changing the deal. Pray <laughs> I don't alter it further. Uh, all right. So um, we have a situation yes. here. An impasse. How are you going to approach this? Mm -hmm. um, Ted, what you got there, buddy? Ted, just what? What if we give you the blade and you promise to only do good things with it? Yes, I agree. Tad's eyes dart to the right and left rapidly, and he looks at Rick. <laughs> that, I don't... I want to believe her. You, you definitely shouldn't. Remember last time? Yeah, I do. All right. She stared at me with those big slitted eyes and smiled all pretty. That's because she was about to eat you. That was her mouth, dis her jaw disgorging so that she could swallow you whole. Mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> so I'm going to walk to the edge of where that trap was, just on this side of it, and I'm going to call her okay. in and say, if you want the blade, come and get it. Very well. Uh, and then uh, just a minute later, uh, she walks in, and she's got like 10 guys with her, uh, along with Mank, the Merc, uh, who's looking a little worse for wear 
uh, since he had to walk all the mm, way here. Yeah. His boots are really muddy, and though, the bottom yeah. of his fur coat is uh, is dirty and muddy. Uh, he's got like tangles of uh, jungle foliage stuck in his hair. Uh, and she stands there, and she has a midnight black blade um, in her hand, and you, it looks like you can actually see like glimmers of stars and galaxies in the blade. This is very obviously a star blade, and it is in fact the star blade she took from you last time. Looks familiar. <laughs> yes, it is my constant companion. I think we should relieve you of it. You are welcome to try, but I will take yours and have a pair. You are not welcome to try, and you will not. I think differently. I will. Can I be your constant companion? With the blade? Yes. Okay, you give me that blade, and then I be your constant companion. I agree. Yes, I agree as well. (laughs) He gets the blade, and he's your constant companion. Yes, yes. Good plan. No, the blade is mine. And she's going to snap her fingers and point at one of her guys uh, who is looks like he's in complete body armor. Um, and it's all metallic, but it's flexible and everything. And uh, she says, Rogar, send them in. And then Rogar kind of nods and says something in a grumbling voice. And from the entrance, uh, stock three Raptor Borg troopers. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they look like uh, Jurassic Park raptors, mm-hmm. um, but they've got feathers uh, tufted here and there, and then they have metal plates uh, on their bodies, uh, and they stalk towards you, and they're doing the whole, like, looking side to side uh, as they slowly walk towards you. All right. I'm going to wait for them to get in front of me, and then I'm going to purposely trigger the trap, diving out of the way to trap them inside the water trap. Okay, give me a roll. Is there any way oh, to a crappy roll. any way to assist somebody in this system? Yeah, you can either apply your approach to help him, and he'll get a plus one if you have that approach above a zero, or you can roll to create an aspect which he can then invoke. Why don't you do that? Okay. Roll to make an aspect. Yeah. Okay. It could be just like, we know where the trap is, or we've already mapped this or something. I was going to say, knowing the kind of the geometry and the layout of the area, uh, Tad knows the best way to get Rick out in the straightest possible path and not get caught up on something. Okay. Sure. Uh, what approach are you rolling? Uh, clever. So that's a, Sounds good. that's a four. That's what I rolled. Perfect. Uh, that beats the difficulty of two. So now you have created that aspect which has a free invoke on it, which, Michael, you can invoke, invoke for free. for free, and that gives me a three. Oh, perfect. I was rolling quick to get out of the way, and I got a zero. Yay. Uh, so the, the raptors stalk forward, uh, and then just as you jump forward, they screech in their, um, you know, head leaning forward mouth open way and they just start tearing across the room towards you you trigger the chat you jump out of the way boom the walls slam closed and uh, you hear all three of the raptors screaming in anger and confusion and you hear the trickle of water as it slowly starts to fill it's gonna be hard to get out of there without thumbs uh and that is just Mm -hmm. one trap that we know of so why don't you just get out of here before things get bad Rogar cries out, no, no, 
And Kajisa says, silence! And he shuts up. She steps forward angrily and sweeps the blade in front of her. You are not leaving here with that blade. I am. You want to trade? You can have this one, I'll have that one? No. That's unreasonable. I want both of them. No, that's greedy. Um, okay. So, she yells out, enough of this! Uh, and then she reaches out and points a clawed finger at you, Rick, and says, uh, die! Don't, don't do that. And yes, I, I resist that. <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Um, I am using Clever to make a ranged attack with her um, blood magic. Okay. And you can, how are you resisting this? So is it like a physical manifestation of something coming towards me? No, she is, uh, you, you feel your blood start to heat up inside you, and she's boiling you from the inside. I am not sure what to do here. Um, you could probably roll a forceful to defend it just by toughing it out. I was leaning that way because I am like part dinosaur. I assume that means they're like cold-blooded, so being warm would actually not hurt me. Like it would, it would take a higher yeah. temperature before I was affected. So, yeah. Possibly, yeah. So I'm going to grit my teeth and just like kind of laugh at it. Uh, that's a total of a four. Okay. Uh, that is better than me. Oh, no, it's not. I got I, I got okay. a four. So we're tied. Uh, so that was an attack on my part. You don't actually take any damage, but I do get a okay. boost. And just further explanation, what exactly? I know we talked about it, but I don't think we explained it. What is a boost? Okay. Uh, boost is a floating plus two. Uh, that I can apply to a future role. Okay. You can name boosts, but I typically don't do that because they just disappear so soon. Okay. Uh, because as soon as you invoke a boost, it just goes away. Gotcha. It's not like an aspect. It doesn't hang around. Okay. Uh, and then we will gonna, we'll go ahead and go into combat. Okay. Because uh, she wants to uh, subdue you and right. take the blade. And we do not want that to happen. Right. So I will... Quickly throw my laser javelin at Mank. I want to try to take out the named lieutenants okay. first. So. <laughs> Eat laser javelin, Mank. All right, and he'll uh, Four roll total. quick to get out of the way. That was a zero. Ooh. Okay, uh, so you hit him, uh, and you succeeded with style. Which I'm going to invoke my stunt or leverage my stunt, so I get to roll another attack. I'm going to go ahead. And, okay. Well, can I wait to see if? He's out. I don't. I assume he's not out yet. But uh, he's he's out. Oh, okay. He is not anyone consequential. Your laser javelin uh, strikes him in the chest, and he flies backwards, um, and actually flies out of his fur coat somehow. So his <laughs> nice. fur coat is laid out, and he's laid out behind it. Uh, and your laser javelin's in your hand again, and ready to throw. All right. So I will throw it at one of the other, um, the ones in the mecha suits. Okay. Or, yeah, because those were the Rogar. Ooh, nice. Uh, that is a five on my quick that time. Nice. All right. Uh, he, he got a zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you uh, throw your laser javelin and it strikes him. Uh, I got a zero. You got a five. So that's going to be five shifts. Yeah, you're going to take him out with that. Uh, nice. So nice. laser javelin hits and he flies backwards as well and clang onto the stone and he just stops moving. All right, I'll look up at Keiji Saw, or is it is Kaiji Saw? How did you say it? Kaji Saw. Kaji Saw, sorry. Kaji Saw. It seems that your 
number advantage is slipping away. Why don't you slither away and end this now? Who goes next? You going to let her go next? Tad? All right. You could slither into my room. Anyways, (laughs) um, I had a thought. You said that. Going froggy? You said that there's, um, I'll call it skylights that the the sunlight was coming down? Yeah. Perfect. Are they open or is there actual. Um, I imagined it, it. It could be either way, honestly. What works better for you? Nothing there, because what I was going to try to do is uh, call some plants in to come down and try to grab us and get us out using my okay, element manipulation. Great. But I don't know if I have to actually see them to do it or not. Uh, we know that they're out there, okay. so that makes sense. Um, you know, fiction mm-hmm. fiction says, yes, it makes sense. Let's go ahead and roll with it. All right. uh, and I do think that you're not going to get the plus two for creating an aspect because there aren't any plants right Correct. here where we are. Yep. Um, so just go ahead and make your create advantage. All right. I don't think anyone can defend against it. So it's just going to be versus a difficulty of zero. All right. So I got a four. Okay. So you have, um, what's the aspect you're creating? Escape vines. Okay. I like it. Escape vines, and you have two free invokes on those. Excellent. So that was your action. Yep. Uh, and who goes next? It would have to be Kaji because you, you guys already went. Yep. Looks like our ride's here, so we're going to have to cut yeah. this short. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, Kaji saw uh, screams out, No, that's my blade. Uh, and she's going to rush forward. And who's got the blade? I do. She is going to rush you and uh, try and cut you down okay. with the sword she's holding. Um, so I think this is going to be forceful because she's running right at you. Well, this Rick Ooh, is going to roll out of the way. Ah, <laughs> You've been waiting for a while for that one, haven't I have you? I said on that one from the <laughs> beginning, yeah. It was good that you never gave up. <laughs> uh, I got a four to quickly okay. roll away. Uh, all right, I got a four forceful, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and use my boost, uh, which gives me a six. So unless you want to spend any fate points to up your defense. All right, could I use one of the invokes on the vines that uh, were already starting to move backwards? Um, they haven't gripped you yet. You haven't okay. started your escape yet. Okay. Uh, he just created them. They're there. Uh, so. All right, then I will. Yeah, I'll use uh, one of mine. Um... So yeah, I'll use the layout of the temple again. Like I, I happen to roll just into the right place that her swing can't, like it's, there's something okay. between us as well. Sure. She, she swings and the star blade slams into uh, an overhanging stone ledge or something. Yep. And so you hear a, a clang as the stone does not give and neither does the blade and the blades left kind of vibrating a little bit in her hands. Uh, and then... I have a bunch of guys left to go, and I will just treat them as one NPC because rolling individually for every single one of them does not sound like fun. No, I agree. They're going to rush forward and try and overpower Tad um, since he's not the one involved in the combat with Kajisa. Makes sense. No! Useless hand reach. Um, so they rush forward to forcefully dogpile on you. I got a six. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to try to carefully get out of their way. Could you quickly shapeshift them to one of them so they don't know who they have? 
<laughs> it's like Spider-Man, like you all stand up pointing at each other. Wow. Okay, so I got a two total. So you you got four above me. Okay. So I could invoke one of my aspects. Uh, so I'll do the I'm a toad-legged sorcerer, so I'm hopping up as they come charging in. Hopefully they'll all run into each other. Okay, so I can re-roll, right? Yes. Um, I mean, that's a little better. That's a three instead of a two. Not a ton better, but... So three total? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a six, so that's still um, three above where you're at. So they pile onto you, and so you're now restrained. Okay. Uh, as they're holding you, and I get uh, I get two free invokes on that. Okay. Okay, and then we'll be back on top. Tad, what do you do now that you've got Kaji Saw's whole crew on top of you? Uh, steal Michael's idea and shapeshift to try to look like one of them, <laughs> and try to sneak out from underneath the dog pile in true cartoon fashion. Okay. All right, so that'll be sneaky. For sure. I got a two on my roll. I got a three. Okay. Uh, so you shift into one of them and uh, cry out, he got away. And then they all just kind of stand up and look around. And it's true. Uh, the Cytar that they all leaped on is not here anymore. And I think that everyone's too concerned to actually count and see how many of them <laughs> <Yeah>. there are. <laughs> so and then you kind of sneak away. Who goes next? Go with Rick. I'm still right next to Kajisaw, so I'm I'm going to use the blade. I want to okay. take a swing at her, and I will use that one invoke. I'll call forth its name and also get to do the mental attack at the same time. Okay. Uh, and you're attacking quickly or flashily? How are you doing that? Flashily, yeah. Okay. So you're uh, you're striking a pose, calling out its name. And oh yeah, I'm doing it. like the circle around, and the like the light of the blade is starting to flow and grow. Like I'm, you know, doing twirls behind the backs and all kinds of stuff, and it's it looks amazing. And I shit you not, I rolled four pluses, so that gives awesome. me a six on my ooh, quick attack ooh, ooh. or my flashy attack. All right, uh, I will be quick to try and block it. I got a one total. Uh, so, yeah, no kidding. I think I'm going to, let's see, you're at a six, I'm at a one. Even if I invoke something to get a three, you still succeed with style. style. So yeah. it doesn't make much sense for me to spend that. Uh, so you'll succeed with style to hit her. Mm. Actually, this is an attack. So yes, one versus five is four. I'll go ahead and I'll mark a box number two and I'll take a mild consequence of numb arms from the impact. And then you go ahead and use the stunt against it, against her with the, the weapon. So you call it its name. Oh, never mind. It doesn't do a separate attack. It just allows her to not add her, her approach. To oh yeah, yeah, that's to right. her defense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I need to add two to the consequences she took so she's gonna i'm gonna bump the numb arms up to a moderate consequence okay uh and it's going to be um we'll dazed? call it dazed arms yeah useless arms noodle arms yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's like ah, ah. the blade falls to the ground uh and who goes next i assume she does yeah 
Uh, she is going to try and kick the sword away so that you can't get it. Gotcha. That's what she's going to try and do. Uh, and because you are right there in front of her, you can defend against this action she's trying to take. All right. So she, nice. her arms are noodly and useless, and she can't <laughs> pick up the blade, so she's going to try and stomp a foot on it and slide it away. Uh, and I think that's going to be forceful. I'm going to block with forceful. I'm going to put my big honking leg down that can't step where I want it to and try to keep it from moving. Okay. Oh, no. That's a four for me. I am going to invoke uh, her motivation of I must come out on top to re-roll because I got uh, three minuses and a plus on my roll. That wasn't much better. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I got a plus one to my roll. Where were you sitting at? At a four total. Okay. All right. So you succeeded with style. So now you have a boost. Hmm. Okay. uh, Which you can apply to future actions. And she tries to kick the sword away and Rick's big honking foot slams down on the hilt. uh, And there is a a, a kind of a quivering clang as the the blade vibrates back and forth between the two impacts. Uh, And then all of my guys, what do my guys do? They're going to spread out and try and find Tad, this uh, Sitar toad sorcerer, because he's got to be around here somewhere. So they'll try and see through your disguise again. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So sneaky opposed, it says. Ooh, that was oh. good. I got a five this time. I, I got a zero, so. Okay. Uh, so they start looking around, and uh, what does Tad do that gives him away? I think Tad was trying to uh, sneak up on uh, saw and he was reaching up to grab the sword. He's trying to time it to grab the sword out of her okay. hand as she's noodling around. And I think they kind of spot him there and think it's odd that one of theirs would be trying to take the sword away from her. Hey, guys, there he is, one says. And uh, Tad looks back at him, and the illusion falls away. Uh, oh, and uh-oh. then... That's the end of this round. We'll go back on top. Tad, what do you do? Uh, well, now that Tad has been spotted, uh, Rick, is it time to leave? Grab the sword. It's like it's literally at, at my feet, ungrabbed. So it's just there for the taking. Oh, her sword fell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's got noodle arms. She's got noodle arms. She couldn't hold on to it. Uh, then, yeah, Tad's going to try to scoop up that sword and head out. Sure. Uh, so he's going to try to carefully pick it up so he doesn't cut himself. Okay. Which I think at this point, we should all be on the other side of them. Like, I think even though we were going to go out the vines, I think, at least in my head, we have now switched places. And since Kajisal is not really hurting us, like, we should be able to just run that way, right? Yeah, you could. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Uh, So, yeah, go ahead. She's going to try and defend against you picking up this blade uh, because she really, 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 really wants the blade. Uh, I got a two total. Okay, um, she'll be clever about it, trying to, to flick the blade up with uh, uh, the point of a toe and get it spinning or something like that, which doesn't help a whole lot, but I got a five. All right. If I invoke, the most I can add is what, two you said? Yes. You could re-roll if you rolled terribly, but if you can't get to that anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'd have to roll perfect. Michael does have a boon floating around. Oh, I do have that boost, yes. Yep. Yeah, I will give oh. you the noodle arms boost. 
<laughs> oh, okay. and um, there is a free invoke on the useless arms consequence because okay. uh, you guys did give that to her. So you could use that as well. All right. So if I use both of those, that would give me a four, which would put me at a six then. Okay. And I had a five. five. Yes, I had a five. So you succeed. Da 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 da. You have the blade in your hand. I got it. Does he learn the name and its powers? Uh, yes. It's uh, Tagayan, the Black Sun. While sneakily attacking, you can loudly invoke the name of the weapon. If you do, you gain a plus two attack, two attack, and then after the attack, you immediately disappear. Oh, that sounds cool. Nice. Uh, okay, so who goes next? Uh, I think we'll stick with Rick. All right. All right, so I'm going to turn and hold my blade towards all the enemies and start walking backwards, kind of pushing Tad behind me with, like, my butt. Uh, okay. Basically, I'm, I'm covering our way out. He has his sword, I have mine, and I'm just keeping the bad guys in front of me as we walk backwards down the red carpet. Okay. Uh, and you, are you trying to intimidate them from to keep them from following you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll slash out with my blade. And I'd be like, you don't even know the power of this blade. I could melt your minds by thinking of your name. And just like <laughs> saying silly stuff. Sure. Make the roll. Uh, that is a four. I got a one. Uh, so all of them are going to be cowering back. Uh, and they are essentially taken out of the scene. Um, there, you've got two star blades. They know the power of the star blades based on watching Kaji saw. They're nope. We're out. We're not going to do any of this. Uh, Kaji saw will also roll to resist. And I got a three. What was your roll? You got a four. 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 Okay. So she is going to also stay back, um, but she calls out after you. This isn't over. I will hunt you down, and I will take both blades from your cold, dead hands. Uh, Tad will look she... forward to seeing you again. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> could we make it a live, warm hand on a beach with purple water? Uh, and she says something to you in the spitting Saurian language. Um, and both of your faces look alarmed and shocked. Although, because it's a children's Saturday morning cartoon, we don't translate what she said. Yeah. We're just like, it's like, a, it's like an I am Groot. Whoa, hey, come on. That's below the belt. That's exactly. disgusting. Yep. Yeah. All right. And then once we're clear, we're going to turn and just run. Okay. Well, he'll hop. Yeah. <laughs> Do a hopping yeah. scamper. Uh, and so you'll crash into the forest and there will be a few scenes of you uh, leaping over gullies or, or climbing uh, rocks or tree deadfalls, that kind of thing. And then you burst out into the um, out of the jungle um, and take a big, deep breath of the clean, fresh grasslands air. Uh, and you are free of Kajisa and her her minions. They have not followed you. And you have been successful. You have both star blades now. Uh, we will jump back on Manx's motorcycle that we hit earlier, uh, and then I will grab the shaky stick and think, "Where is Rick Jr. now?" And I'll start shaking the, the thing. Okay. And we can cut before we find out if you want or whatever. Yeah, I, I see it's like riding off into the sunset as I'm making this very awkward 
<laughs> joke-inducing <laughs> gesture. And um, as you as you motor away on the giggle cycle, um, <laughs> the the <laughs> the screen is slowly replaced by little pixels um, that form a monochrome image of a younger version of Rick Barkton um, standing uh, at the um, what is it? Standing like up in a crow's nest of a sailing vessel and uh, kind of hanging off of it and looking in the distance. To the sea, Tad. We're headed for the sea. Has it got purple water? It looks black to me now, but I don't know. That could just be the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of a gray color. I could really use a vacation. <laughs> and the giggle cycle hits a bump and says, ow! <laughs> and then you guys go over a hill and disappear. And that's the end of, uh, of the episode. Nice. Excellent. That was a yeah. lot of fun, Devin. Thank you so much. I'm glad it was fun. So was there anything, again, you know, obviously we're sampling adventure, the masters of Umdar. Was there anything that maybe didn't come out in the play that you thought was a particularly neat thing about the setting that you again would, because we want people to go check it out, hopefully buy it uh, sort of a thing. Was there anything that maybe didn't come out that you would, think would be enticing for someone to, to check the, out the full range of bioforms is pretty awesome the um the generators that they have for you to roll on and the different things that you can select for your characters are are pretty awesome mm-hmm. there's a lot of different weapons a lot of different um stunts you can choose from and magical powers uh, we saw a few magical powers but there are mm-hmm. a, a lot in the book um it for the size of it it's only like 40 pages or so long um, but there's a lot of content in there for a lot of fun games. And they have a new um, uh, cliffhanger mechanic in there, which is what we used for you getting out of the the trap um, that mm. worked really well. I wasn't sure how it was going to work in practice, but it worked really well. And I thought it was a lot of fun and added some stuff to the, the fiction that we had. Very, very cool. So, Chris, uh, any thoughts here before we sign uh, off? I mean, I've played Fader couple times i think this is the first time i played fate accelerated i like that a lot better uh, problem i have with fate is it becomes a word game and i can word things the right way that i'm invoking everything and i'm rolling as many dice as i can i like the fact mm-hmm. you just roll all the dice if you succeed great if not try to be creative and invoke something now and that actually stumped me more to try to think of it after the fact instead of before i actually describe what i want to do so i kind of mm-hmm. like that um I like the, the 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 setting, you know, kind of almost a little lighthearted in a way. And it yeah, can, for sure. Kind of let you be a little silly. Yeah, definitely. The Saturday morning cartoon thing was what drew me to this one more than some of the other settings. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, and, and I liked how you were, you know, describing the monolith and stuff. It, it really, I don't know, it sunk well in my brain. It was quick and easy for me to understand your descriptions. Good. Yeah, you're very good at mm-hmm. that. Thank you. So... No. I, I enjoyed it a lot too. Yeah. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, for anyone listening now or in the future, this is part of our sample adventure series where we take a look at a game system or setting that we've never played before through the lens of the provided adventure in that source book or campaign guide or core book. Uh, so again, this was the Masters of Umdar setting for Fate, Fate Accelerated. Uh, if you 
had any fun with this, you thought this was a cool idea, we do multiples. We've already had probably half a dozen we've already done that you can find on the YouTube channel or audio only. And we have many, many more planned for the future of various game systems. Uh, one of the next one we're looking at is doing an original cast of the Star Trek Adventures game. <laughs> so we're going to have a Bones and a Spock and a Kirk. Um, we have a few others that basically they kind of come up as they come up, but we're hoping to do at least a couple of these every month. Uh, Chris, tell everybody where they can find you and sign off. Give them your socials where they can find you on that kind uh, of cool stuff. Twitter, Burlu underscore Chris, or like I said, uh, catch me on Smugglers Blues, uh, the continuation of the redemption story every other Monday. And then you can catch me every other Wednesday doing detention with you. And then every other Thursday doing Dragonlance on the RPG Academy. Busy, busy man. Devin, again, dude, it was so cool to get to hang out with you. I actually think this might be the first time you've ever ran a game for me. And, dude, you were an excellent team. I Thank agree. you. I'm, I'm glad you guys had fun. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun Absolutely running it. So. And, and, again, where can people find you or your work on, on the interwebs? Uh, plug away, sir. Uh, I'm on Twitter at shark underscore bone. That's usually where I hang out. Uh, and then I do have a blog, which I don't update as frequently as I should. Um, but if you want to see what the inside of Devin's brain looks like, it's at sharkbone.us. Excellent. Uh, as for myself, of course, Michael, you can find most of what I do at the RPG Academy, including all these sample adventures. The tension is... Chris mentioned we do that every other week. It's a streaming show. Um, really, those are the two of the big things that I'm focused on right now. Like We still have some stuff going on with the podcast, but for the most part, I'm focused on the sample adventures right now. I still have a Farm to Fable, which is a Smallville rewatch podcast that I do. And I recently started a podcast called Healthy Minds Alliance through my service with AmeriCorps, which is a short form interview series where we talk to people who are in local communities making a difference with mental health education and awareness. I'm very passionate about that. And I hope more people will check that out um, and then hopefully come back here and listen to more of these in the future. And we will just sign off as we always do here at the Academy with if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Thanks. And we'll see you next yeah. time. Bye bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time.
The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.